Do you think everybody should just sleep in mattresses on the floor? Yes. I, I, the only thing that's good about bed frames is they move it off the floor so you can store more of your crap underneath them. I mean, I, I see that, but the crap that ends up under my bed is not like things that you want to store. It's like baby toys and shoes and half-eaten Pop-Tarts right, and all kinds of other fuckery. Which is why I'm like, the only thing that's, I mean, at least if you don't have a bed frame, you know there's not an evil clown under there. Yeah, you're pretty much guaranteed. And... My bed frame is so tall, I have to run and high jump to get in the bed. Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't you have to do like a wrestling move to get in your fucking do bed. You, it's like my wife doesn't know that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't understand that. Well, let's Dude. take one more obstacle for his you guys fat have drunk like ass to get in the bed. Sex wrestling moves. Uh, what? Burp, burp. Start this fucking show up. Hold on, I gotta have a sip, man. Shit. <sighs> This is Alcoholics Autonomous, a show about everything and nothing. The only power animal you'll find here is a bottle of sour mash. If you want to follow along at home, take a drink when you hear us say, Hey! hey. Please play responsibly as we are not responsible for legal issues or failed relationships. I'm Justin, and this is Christian. Hey! Hey, Christian. You can follow the show on Twitter at underscore drink freely. You can follow Christian at underscore we drunk, or you can follow me at 10 beers with an O, not a zero. Today's cast is being brought to you by an out of the jar production. In a world, in the distant future, humanity has forgotten its humble beginnings. What happens when Joseph, a desperate scientist, and his alien wife, Mary723, break the laws of nature? to serve their own selfish ambitions. When the child you've created to save humanity becomes its greatest threat. This summer, get ready for a sci-fi thriller like you've never seen before. From the studio that brought you that other thing, Genesis 2220. This time, the sun isn't here for our salvation. Coming soon. So... The alien's name is Mary723? Yeah, like Mary723. I think there was a band in like the 90s called Mary723. All right. Um, what? <laughs> How obscure are the references we're going to put out? Like, all right. Does it matter? No, I mean, so she's an alien, right? Yes. What? Why do you think they gave her a number last name instead of like another name? Uh, she might be half cyborg for all I know. I'm not sure. All right, I guess we'll just have to go to the theaters and figure it out. It's coming out this summer, which is way far away. So I'm excited to see this movie. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm just kidding. I don't go to movies. You're not a big sci-fi guy. Kind of like, like how Justin doesn't pay for pay-per-views. <laughs> what a dick. You didn't like Fifth <laughs> Element, fucker. I'm, not, I'm never doing that. I'm never doing that. Mm. Hey, so you remember last show you were talking about you were doing a Joe Rogan experience and you witnessed nature? Yes. Okay, so check it out. I wasn't actually doing a Joe Rogan experience, unfortunately. It was like a Tuesday, and I was exercising in my garage. But Kate got one of these new uh, light bulbs for the garage, and it's like a dual-purpose light. So the dome light for the garage, it's a regular-ass bulb, right? But on the top, it's got almost like a, uh, a bug a bug zapper yeah. inside. So I'm doing like shoulder throws right and i'm looking up and i'm just like in another place like trying to look at other shit while i'm working out and i've noticed that a spider has drug a a fucking spider web 
all the way to his buffet line that he hey. has made. I thought that was pretty fucking yeah. cool. Eight, eight-legged Spidey boys yeah. getting their eat on. Yeah. Keeping the pest level down. Yeah. A little ingenuity. There. All right, I feel like, you know what? I think this show works best when I started being pissed off. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to. We're going to fucking talk about Kanye. Hey. Kanye's been doing all this shit. Some people on the left would call it cooning. I'm just going to say he's expressing himself and also unwell. What is... Now, go ahead. What is cooning? I don't understand. We're not getting into that right now. (laughs) Not getting into that right now. Think of it as dancing for the man. Okay. Um, Okay. So... You know, but my issue was, you know, he's out here, he's saying all this stuff. He's he's in the Oval showing the the whole country his iPhone password uh, and heaping all this yep. praise on Donald Trump. And I'm like, you know, whatever, fine. Um, all I was thinking is, you better not be doing this shit to sell stuff. Yeah, no, well, for real. Well, he just unleashed his, unveiled, I should say, his clothing line called Blexit. Blexit. Oh, I did see that. Yes, uh, to signify black people leaving the Democratic Party. And I was like, this mother... You were just trying to sell shit. You were trying to sell shit. And then, <laughs> guess what I saw? Tuesday on Twitter at around 4.45. Kanye's heartfelt apology. Saying that he was being used to espouse ideas that weren't his own. And he was going to step away from politics and just focus on the creative side. Okay. And now I'm pissed off. Well, yeah. You did that. You tried to flip a quick buck. And now you're like, oh, no, I'm going back to music. Should have never been here. These guys used me. Fuck you, dude. Well, maybe he didn't think about it. And then, like, a publicist or something was like, hey, do you realize how this looks? He knew. He knows how it looks. I listened to his last album. Okay. He talked about his wife calling him and be like, hey, Kanye, what the fuck? You're going to fuck the money up. What are you doing? I guess he finally started to feel it. So he's like, all right. All right, I couldn't sell enough Blexit clothes, so I better apologize. Fuck you, dude. I'm out. Uh, I don't know. It's bullshit. So I had a conversation with the wife. I was in the car, and I was like, what? She was talking about how she had to put a certain amount of makeup on on certain days to feel the best about herself. And I was like, why do y'all do that? Now... I men have to take the blame for this because men are the people who started wearing makeup in the first place. But now women are still doing that shit and they tie their self-esteem into it. And I don't understand that. Why have you now perpetuated a market to where you have to go spend money for face paints to mm. feel your best? Why do you do that? Uh, and, that and, and they're not the only people guilty of it. Men are too. And yeah. my, my example was, I mean, we're stupid too because there's a certain segment of us who gets up in the morning, gets stressed, Tie the slipknot around their neck every day and goes to work. Yep. I personally don't ever want to have a slipknot around my neck. I do not. I don't understand why people do this. Dude, I used to do it when I waited tables. Now, it wasn't my choice. Well, it was my, it's always been my choice, right? The money was okay and I was in college, but. Yeah, like. But what I get I mean, it. What We're I talking mean, about like I don't some mean, white collar. Why does, why does the individual do that? Why does the individual put makeup on or why does the individual put a tie on? I'm like, why have we allowed this continue as a collective? Well, that's the way it's always been, Christian. Right? That's yeah, the answer. that's usually the answer for stupid shit stupid that goes shit. on for way too long. Hey, look at what we're talking about. Way stupid shit's gone on way too long. I don't know what the answer is, though, to be honest. How do you turn that around? I don't know, man. We're going to have to start a movement. Yep. The uh, Alcoholics Autonomous Podcast. 
We're going to need real sexy ass women, though, with Ooh, natural yes. beauty who don't yes. wear makeup. I don't oh. know if that's going to work. Old that might shoot us reps. in the foot. <laughs> What's the new and up and coming thing where you can like poach them from? Like, you know, there's pharmacy reps. And then back in the 60s, it was all like uh, uh, like Pan Am stewardess. What's what's the new and up and coming thing? Uh, where I can poach. I, 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 just don't, I, can't I think, think it's all the Hooters knockoffs. Oh, Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Uh, it's hard to poach off Instagram because everybody sounds like a creepy, creepy fucker. <laughs> that's because most of them are. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's, that's correct. That's probably not going to work. No, nope, I don't, I don't see this ending well at all. Also, we already talked about your creeper vibes, Mister. I'm going to watch a porta potty to. To learn women's behavior. It was for science. Yes. Um, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Damn it. Hey, did you see that the uh, the Rangers tweeted the Dodgers? No. So, apparently... Dude, Kellogg's over here laughing up a big time. Hey. So, the, the Rangers tweeted the Dodgers. Uh, as you know, the Dodgers lost again in the World Series... So they sent the Dodgers a tweet and they said, Hey Dodgers, the support group for back-to-back World Series losers meets on Tuesdays. <sighs> ah, poor Damn Dodgers. It. Damn it, man. It's really hard to make it to the World Series two years in a row. It's probably even harder to lose it two years in a row. Uh, I feel bad. I don't feel bad. Fuck, fuck them. All right, so did you see the CDC put out a report? Um, a warning for Halloween. Okay. Uh, the warning, and this is true, and you can look this up. The warning was to stop people from taking their live chickens with them door to door while trick or treating. You know, I was watching the the news anchor <laughs> talk about this. He could barely keep a straight face. He was like, "This is a this is a true warning. It's true. It, it, it's actually true. This is not a joke." Which made it seem like more of a joke. But I looked it up, and it's true. And apparently, people do this, and they said. Like people in the South do it. I'm like, I've been in the South my whole life. I've never South seen chicken this. Chicken pox started. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, I think they're more worried about salmonella. Ah. So I from asked. From a live chicken? Yeah. Yeah. You can get salmonella from a live chicken. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I know very little about salmonella, apparently. That's good, I guess. I'm like, why are you eating that live Just chicken? Don't go playing around, He's got a lot playing to around with chickens. And if somebody shows up to your door with a chicken, send them on their way. I'm sorry, but you have to leave, chicken. So immediately, take your human with you. <laughs> immediately, I was like, "All right, this is some. This has to be some white people shit. I don't understand what this is." All right, so I it was, has to be right. So I was like, "Heather, what, what? Why would they put this out? Have you ever seen this shit?" She was like, "Oh yeah, when I was young, oh, no. I took my goat with me trick or treating," and I was like, oh, "That's so white." What? She was like, I dressed the goat up as a person, and I dressed as the goat. And I was like, God dang it, dude. God dang it. I don't even know how old she was when she did that, and I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's crazy. You know who else likes to dress people up in um, costumes and then invite people to them? Um, The U.S. Embassy in Australia. So, did you hear about this? Nope. Okay. Um... So the U.S. Embassy in Australia issued an apology last week for an invitation to a cat pajama jam party. There's feature. There's a photo featuring a cat dressed in a Cookie Monster outfit. Uh, spokesperson Gavin Stidwall told the AEP the email was a training error sent by new staff testing out a newsletter platform, and it's unclear how many people actually got this letter. Uh, 
But yeah, that's our uh, that's our government. I don't or... know what kind of training that they are doing, <laughs> but I would love to uh, get some on-the-job training that featured cats in hoodie footy pajamas because that is precious. That cat is eating cookies I, on the couch. I'm allergic to cats, and I would go to that party. He's <laughs> posted up, dude. Should we throw that party at your house, not fucking mine? Uh, where are we gonna get all the cats? I don't know where we're gonna get those. Bro, cats. there's there's stray cats everywhere, and there's shelters where they just want cats out. That's of true. There. You could probably just throw. They're a probably killing like a hundred cats a day because they don't it's have room. Weird. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, that's why we're having this party. What are you gonna house. do with after these cats? We're gonna have a bunch of roguish outside cats in your house. Sell them to the hey, Chinese who, restaurant. Wait, who's gonna put the pajamas on? Because I'm not doing I'm that. I'm not either. doing that shit. You know who likes to put fucking weird clothes on animals? Yes, I do. Women. Yes, you know especially. Who we, you know what we have a bunch of women. Women. Yeah, I think we can figure that part out. All right. So, hey, jot that down, producer Kellogg. <laughs> Should we tell the people why he's Kellogg? <laughs> or should we save that? We should probably save it toward the end. We'll save it. We'll okay. save it. So anyway, it's unclear how many people received the invitation, <laughs> and the embassy did come out and issue a statement. It's sorry to disappoint those of you who were hoping to attend this cat pajama jam party, but such an event falls well outside our area of expertise. I mean, they're an embassy. Most things fall outside their area of I've expertise. never worked at an embassy. I have I'm not I'm not sure. I've never heard a lot of good things I'm, happen there, I'm though. convinced that they don't really do much of anything there. They just get a stipend and spend it on like low key drugs and discreet hookers. But I mean I feel like that's what we that. would do if we were that you know running the shit at the embassy. Um the only thing separating degenerates like you and I from politicians is the amount of money we were born into or given. And <laughs> The amount of sociopathy. Hey, y'all can donate lots of money. Required. To I will be a run for something if you donate enough money. You don't have time to run for anything. I can run for anything I want. I, I, I mean, you Sir? can. <laughs> I would love to see you in a town hall debate. Fuck yeah. That would be a complete fucking disaster. It would be such a disaster. Oh, I could feed you answers through an ear set. Ah, just like the though. movies? Like yeah. when I'm on a date and I don't know how to talk to the girl? Yeah, you wouldn't yes. use me for that. You would not use me no, for no, that. No, 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 no. That would be bad. But the debate. But yeah, the debate, you. yes. We could totally do that. Producer Kellogg could probably help you on the date. <laughs> he seems to be good with He'd the ladies. He's a fan. Down by the river. He like cares about him and shit. I don't know yeah, what his problem is. I don't know either. We're but glad he's here though. Crazy. You know who's not glad they're here. So, you remember Canada we're very happy for them. They uh they made marijuana legal there. Round of applause again. Round of applause. But there's a bigger problem looming. Did you know Toronto is the raccoon capital of the world? Did you ever want to be something like that? <laughs> I no, think. I mean, I like I like trash pandas. I don't really want them super close to me though. So, apparently they have like an epidemic of raccoons in Toronto. I had no idea about this. The epidemic is so bad, the city just spent $31 million. Canadian. Apparently, these raccoons have been just causing mass hysteria by breaking into the garbage cans and just destroying towns. There's literally trash everywhere. You know how the Canadians are. They want to be clean. Raccoons are destroying towns. Destroying towns. This so is a 2018-ass story. I like it. <laughs> so they... 30 million, $31 million on raccoon-resistant organic green-colored waste bins in 2016. Uh, the Toronto Star actually published a 6,000-word 
investigation into the bin battle. Uh, the new bins feature a rotating handle that connects to a disc on the inside that when the lid is shut, it fastens into a gravity lock. And they even put made in Germany on the gravity lock, I guess so you know that it's well made. But the lock works so that you can twist it. And also, if you were to grab it with a magnetic or a robotic arm and, and turn it over, it will release. Hey, hey, that sounds pretty complicated. I've got, I've got questions. Okay. You're not going to know the answer? We're going to have to speculate. Okay. Do you think that somebody was just fucking sitting on deck with these already made? Like, oh. oh, Ready to spring into action? One day, somebody's going to need this shit. And we're going to make all the money in the world. Some guy in a suburb, his wife has already left him because he's been obsessing over raccoon garbage bags. (laughs) He's like, yes, finally, my time has come. (laughs) And he made... I can hear her, bro. I can hear that guy's wife. It's a full stream. Yes. Give up and get a real job. <laughs> Look who's the laughing now, you harpy. You <laughs> so they, they issued all these garbage bins, and they even did a study. I'm sure this is all in the $31 million. Uh, the study they did, they brought these raccoons into these garbage cans, and they couldn't open them because opposable thumbs. They couldn't twist the thing. Well, and Kellogg, if you'll click on that. Uh, that's not the case. In fact, uh, the raccoons had no problem getting into these bins. They just twist that fucker right off. Oh, and wow. The <laughs> Some people were worried that the raccoons would actually starve because they were so dependent. Hey, man, it's 2018. God, we're worried about these fat raccoons it. starving. They're trash bins. They will find a way to survive. <laughs> oh, they will. So... <laughs> It took 15 <laughs> seconds for that raccoon to get in that trash can. What the fuck? So the so city officials were like, uh, well, you see, over time, the uh, latches could become loose and uh, disjointed. So we're going to, they went and replaced them all with new latches. I was about to say the wife was right. Wrong. This and, dude is still getting more money. <laughs> he got two orders instead of he one. He got more money from his incompetence. they went and replaced all of these with new latches. Oh, my Guess God. Guess what? Toronto still has a fucking raccoon problem. The only reasonable explanation is that there's a small amount of raccoons in Toronto that are like this super evolved hybrid genius raccoon. And they're just fucking constantly? Yes. Okay. That's the only that's the only reasonable explanation because we know the government ain't fucking up. It's got to be the raccoon. <laughs> the government isn't fucking up. That's amazing. Tell another one. That's all I got. Dude, oh my, you know what they could do, bro? What? They could literally sell tours to degenerate bastards like us to go shoot <laughs> raccoons with 22 long rifles. Raccoon tours? Yeah, you just go through the town on a four-wheeler just shooting raccoons. <laughs> These people are worried about them getting a little hungry and you think they're just going to let us run loose with 22s. No, abandon the town. You've already lost to the raccoons. You've it's lost. already over. You've lost. You've abandon lost. the town. Oh my God. All right. So I was going to talk about something like, I, I, don't think, I don't know if a lot of people feel like this. Um, and it's kind of about family, but it's about extended family. Okay. It's about extended family. Like, I really don't fuck with mine. Like, I don't care like I don't, I don't miss anyone in my extended family. I don't really care to see, and that that might be because certain people are dead now. What's extended though? Like not, not my immediate household, or my mom, dad, brother. 
right. brothers. Sorry, got the adopted brother. Right. Um, outside of that, I don't really care if I see anyone else. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like my wife gets annoyed to me because she's like, "You don't do enough family stuff," and I'm like, "My family's here at this house." That's my. I don't family. really give a fuck what anybody else is doing. You feel like that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I I have a, a slight exception because. Uh, <laughs> Right, my uncle and my You aunt. see some all the time. Yeah, exactly, my cousins. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, you know, my some of my dad's extended family, uh, like my, again, my uncles and my aunts, maybe. But I mean, outside of that, you know. Like the, I guess the people that like I cared to see, oh, it's, this is morbid. The people that I really cared to see are either not in my state or they're dead. Yeah. That so right now I really just don't care, and people are like, "Well, you don't have a heart," and I'm like, "You're fucking right," but that doesn't really change anything. Yeah, like I don't have any grandparents, so it's kind of like, well, I passed past a couple aunt and uncles. That's it. If you go farther than that, I really don't care. I got a great grandmother that I will that I'll get up for. Like I'll move my ass to go see her. Yeah, but that's about it. Huh? That's about it. I don't know. So I some you know sometimes I feel like I'm a sociopath. I'm, I'm not real sure. Uh, you might I, be happy. I got some tendencies. I kind of feel the same way sometimes. I got some tendencies. Not so but, much just you, but myself as but well. But see, the difference is I know when my shit is weird or if it shouldn't be like that. Like, if it's not normal, I get that. Like, sociopaths don't understand. Oh, they that. don't have that. Like, yeah. I, I have it. I just don't give enough of a fuck to, to change anything. You still have that little voice that goes, Christian, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know little voice. What the fuck? Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> no, fuck you, Navi. We're not, that's what we're not doing. Uh, you know who needed a little voice in her head? The elementary teacher that dressed up as La Fonda for Halloween that did blackface. Did you hear about this chick? What the? No. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't enough that Megyn Kelly is basically losing her job. Although I heard no one liked her anyway. I don't really watch Megyn Kelly, and who cares? But No, she she her bag was on Fox. She needed to be on Fox so she could say all that shit. And have that particular section of white people eat that shit up. And then she started saying things that were, I guess, sort of negative about Trump and pissed people off. I uh, think. Okay. I think. So maybe it was and like, she, she was probably correct. A whole thing. Yeah, probably. I mean, but the Trump supporters are so devoted, they're almost like a cult. Yes. But I will let you continue your story. Nothing. I mean, that was about it. I was going to ask you your opinion, this woman, uh, elementary teacher, Megan Lilov. Um, in Iowa, they are uh, calling for her head, um, especially for her job, at least. Uh, Iowa elementary teacher. Now, I was going to ask you, Christian, what do you, is that wrong? There, <clears throat> I don't know where the line is anymore, to be honest. That's a good point. You're, you're a white person who doesn't know where the line is. This woman was a white person who didn't know where the line is. If you don't know where the line is, don't, do don't even walk in the fucking direction of that line. Yeah. It's 2018. Yeah. You can get canceled for anything at any time. So just don't fucking do it. And that's kind of what they were saying. Like, you're, if you, any of those people you were hanging out with were your friends, they should have fucking told you to go take that shit off. Now, I don't know. Some asshole came and put it on social media and everything's over now. But Look, I'll, put it to you, I'll put it to you like this. I am not personally offended at this terrible costume see and that was kind of my thought too. i'm not personally offended by it there is a type of blackface that i'm offended by right and if you just google just google minstrel show and you'll see what the fuck i'm talking about 
But yeah, that I don't really care about that. Yeah. But you still should know better. You just should. like Megan Kelly should know better. Yeah, no, I than to even bring up blackface on the show she was on. As you can see, she's on this picture. Several people were doing Napoleon Dynamite. Maybe she just threw the shortest straw. <laughs> Maybe she did, man. Maybe she lost the poker game and she was like, uh, you got to do the blackface, bitch. She's like, all right, fine. Oh, now nah, she lost the poker game and her job. Hey, speaking of the um, mob rule, uh, I heard that the, the Twitter army is now coming after the Simpsons and they're coming after a boo. Big sigh. Yeah, big sigh. <sighs> It's they don't like, have to come after a poo anymore, but keep going. I just don't get it, man. I mean, The Simpsons have stereotyped so much shit. It's every character on the every show character. is a stereotype. Here, look, check this out. I found a I found a photo I wanted to show you guys because I I thought that was a great every great representation of single the Simpsons and the stereotype. It's got the cop. One. It's got the comic book store guy. It's got uh, was it Graveyard Willie? Right, dude. Um, Homer Marge. All right, <laughs> all and Lisa. They're all stereotypes. They're all stereotypes. Now, it's just like, at what point does it stop? And when are we going to stand up and just say, fuck you, fuck you to the ochlocracy that Twitter has become or the social media wildfire that says to destroy everything that is not politically correct? Oh, he broke out the, the fucking SAT word on that one, baby. I didn't write that one down. Yeah, I wasn't even... I, I, I'm aware of the word. I, I didn't practice pronunciation, though. I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm just going to pass on that. I'm going to pass. Um, You know what? There wasn't, there wasn't as much fucking uproar about Apu as you would think. The mistake was, instead of ignoring that shit and going about their business, The Simpsons acknowledged it. Yeah. In an episode. Exactly. And that and that gave it way they more gave momentum. It more power. All you have to do is ignore it. Ignore it and do your shit. You've been on the fucking air for like thirty years. Do your yeah. shit. Do it. Is it? Is it? Doesn't South Park do that? Like, aren't they like the best at that? Or, or or they'll steer into the skin so bad it's like oh shit okay, Southbrook just crashes it to the wall. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't care. They do not care. I think there could be a lesson. And learned. they're still on the air. Oh, I know. And it's been about twenty three years now. Yeah. Oh my god, we're old. We are old as shit. I'm dude. depressed now. I remember when it was first coming out. <coughs> yeah, man, they've been around for a while and they've never given a fuck. <sighs> hey, uh, listen, our people who don't fucking like sports, don't turn the show off. I'll be quick. He is quick. That's what my wife says. Hey! <laughs> Check it out. The Warriors. Yes, the when basketball they, team. When did they do this? I want to say they did it Monday night. Um, Clay Thompson, player for the Warriors, set the NBA record for three points. Three points made. Three pointers made with fourteen. And he scored 54 points in 27 minutes. Hey. The Warriors were playing the, the Chicago Bulls. The Warriors had 92 points in the first half. 92 or 94? Nine, shit, 94. Ooh. Not factual podcast. Thanks hey. for the fact check. 94 points in the first half. They ended up with 149. The Bulls had 124. Think about how many points they That's could have two scored. Points every two minutes for Clay Thompson. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. That is fucking crazy. Two points every two minutes. No, two points a minute. Two, two points. points a minute. Okay, shit. Two points a fucking God minute. God damn. You could have dropped 80 on them boys. Oh, man. Yeah, they look scary right now. They were out there not even running an offense. 
they were just like, how can we get the ball to Clay so he can break the record set earlier by Steph Curry, also on the <laughs> on Warriors. The same team. Oh, the West uh, is done. The West is done. This is why the I don't NBA watch basketball anymore because it's just it's just that. Oh, it's gonna be tough to get you um, to really like college football then. But go ahead. Hey, so it's uh, it is Halloween. Yes. So maybe we should do a Halloween list. Oh, we're we'll gonna. Do, s- what do you think? Should we do our favorite? Um, or do you want super slutty ass costumes? PK Subban's costume. Oh, it's not even coming up there. Click on that. Hey, we're gonna have to fire uh, producer Kellogg. Kellogg's gonna get fired. All right, he's making fried chicken. Anyway, uh, so let's do a Halloween list. Um, top five favorite horror movies. You want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Coming in at number five, and I'm, we're gonna try and piss all as many people off as possible because I don't want to do the mainstream, regular ass horror movies that everybody puts in their top ten. So we're going to take it a little a side street on that. Coming in at number five, Creep Show. Kellogg, you like Creep Show? Love it. He loves it. I fucking love this movie. It's got lots of cool little snippets and different uh, side uh, short stories, and of course, my favorite's the one with the little dude that like terrorizes the the. I think it's the little girl, and she has like the cat that tries to save her, and it's like he's like the little toy or whatever. Have you seen Creep Show? I haven't seen most movies, and I have not seen Creepshow. Okay. And then the best one on Creepshow is the one with the old man in the tower. You remember this one? He's like the germaphobe, and he's a real cranky, crotchety asshole. And he's super rich, and he lives in this penthouse at the very top. And it's like New Year's Eve or something. He's all alone, and he's old, and he's sick. And then all of a sudden, fucking roaches start coming out of every orifice in the house, and he's calling his butler or whatever, but no one will help him. He's just like, he's basically just covered alive by bugs and stuff. It's like super gross. So that's number five. I mean, I'm not a germaphobe, but that would be super gross, and I'd want to die. Yes. Yes. Got roaches crawling in your orifices. All right. Number four. What do we got? I'm going with the original Alien on number four. It's one of my favorite of all time. One of the best Survivor horror movies ever made, I think, 1979. Uh, uh, did they create the genre of survival horror? No, I don't think so. Isn't Jaws the? Well, there's probably something from the fifties. Yeah, probably. I was thinking the thing with Kurt Russell. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, yes, Kellogg. The thing is on my list. It's number one. God, this guy's so fired. <laughs> hey, hey, let's just step on the talent. Let's step on it. Hey, that's not what you're here for. I don't know if you know this or not. Cornflakes, head-ass nigga. So yeah, Alien, H.R. Geiger, one of the coolest creatures ever ever made. And they did, the cool thing about it was that so much nowadays with CGI, they want to show it all the time. They want to show this thing they've created. But the cool thing about it is less is more. Especially in a survival horror film with the monster. You want, like, keep it, like, just show it a couple times. That's why the first Paranormal Activity worked so well. That's why it did work You didn't show it. You didn't show it. Every time you show it, you lessen the impact. Mm-hmm. That's right, and that's why that that first Alien movie works so well. And for those of you that think Aliens 2, Aliens is better, stop it. They're two different films. They're completely different. One's a horror film. One's an action flick. Debate over. Coming in at number three, and I have to thank Christian for this one, Inside. How is this only number three? Um, I might have skipped one. Uh, anyway, no, no, I mean, like, how is it not here. number one? But go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were going to elaborate on Inside. But thank you for showing me this wonderful French film. It is, do not eat this while you eat or after dinner. He meant to say do not watch this while you eat. 
Yeah, don't eat this while you eat. Don't. He, he don't. might be kind of drunk. It's almost like the show's called Alcoholics Autonomous. This is on. Hey, hey, have a drink. Inside. Anyway, coming in. Oh, yes. Number two. Movie I watched this year. It's so rare that a, a, that a good new horror movie comes out. But Hereditary with Tony Collette is one of the best horror films I have seen in probably 15 years. I don't want to overhype it. If you haven't seen it yet, you kind of missed the boat because you need to see it in the theaters. But if you can, watch it on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Find it. Watch it. It's worth it's worth a, a Saturday night. Hang out. Get some popcorn. Watch it. And, of course, Kellogg, number one. Most people have John Carpenter movies on their top ten or top five. Uh, a lot of people have other ones. But my, my personal favorite, Outpost 31, The Thing, Kurt Russell, Keith David. Oh, oh shit, Keith Davis in that bitch? Yeah, I can watch this movie all the time over and over again. It is my favorite because, spoiler alert, we don't know what happens to anybody. And I'm pretty sure the whole world's going to die. That's that's Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like it. You know, the ambiguous endings, yes. if you structure the rest of the movie right, yes. are awesome. Because yes. they stick in your head. I love it. Um, so my list is not in any order except for the last one that I will say. Um and it's not traditional horror. I, I'm not really scared by movies uh, because real life is way more scary than these movies. Um, I mean, I've, I've worked at a place with people who have done terrible things. I might, I might touch back on that later. But so what I got here, what I'm going to say first is High Tension. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you watched High Tension. I did. You uh, fucker. It, it's French horror, but I can't talk about it. I, like, I'll, I can tell you that it's brutal. I can tell you that you're going to be on the edge of your seat. I can't really talk about it without fucking the movie up for people who haven't seen it, though. So I won't. Yeah. Isn't there another word? Or no, no, no. There is another name for it. Maybe. There is another name for yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I don't remember what it is, though. It might be in French. I think I watched that. My buddy Elias showed me that when I was in college, I think. Awesome movie. But I watched this when I was on my quest to watch the most brutal right. movies ever right. made. That was one of them. Cool. Um, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Hostel. Ah, the the OG, the very first hostile movie. Hostel. Um, oh, and they get the eyeball. Just dude. because the eyeball like, is my favorite part. Since since no? since horror movies don't scare me, I try to watch movies that are so brutal that I can't stand it. Yes. So I love, I love the first hostile when he takes the blowtorch to the eyeball. It's is my favorite. Part. Yeah, see, you're over the Kellogg. You were Kellogg's shaking your head, shaking but now you're head. over there getting queasy. Ah, see, the shit was intense. Christian, I love this shit. All right, um, so another one is, oh shit, I remembered two more. Uh oh, which one do I talk about? <laughs> All right, I'm the movie Cannibal. I did not see that. Cannibal is based on a true story hey. about a German man who put out an ad. To find another man to eat him alive. Hey. This literally happened. And watching it on screen is excruciating. That sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I was watching I was watching brutal movies just to see if I could make it through. The guy being... At one point in the movie, the guy being eaten is talking shit to the guy eating him. Saying, you're weak. Oh, no. You're weak. Devour me. I'm like, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Why did I watch this? I'm a fucked up person. Um, okay. Uh, and then all right. This is this is what got me into this brutality kick. The Hills Have Eyes, the remake. Hey. I never saw the original. I saw The Hills Have Eyes in the theater, which is something I rarely do. That shit was brutal. 
Yeah. And I was like, I like this. Yeah. I like this. I'm not a serial killer, guys. I promise. He's not. He's um, just a, a, a semi-sociopath. And number one, probably in my top ten movies of all time, definite number one horror movie of all time is Inside. Hey. French bah, bah, bah. horror. Came out in 2008. I've seen it probably about five times. The last time I watched it, I watched it with my good buddy, Justin. Yep. My wife, Heather, and his girl, Kate. Only two of us were able to sit through the whole movie. Yes. Heather and Kate begin to retch <laughs> and ran away from the screen so that they wouldn't vomit. Oh, and we laughed. This is my shit. Please watch this movie, Inside 2008, French yes. Horror. Also. Please watch it. Yes. And, yep. and you know what? Fucking buy. I bought this. I don't buy shit. I bought this movie to support because uh, that's yeah. how much I liked it. That's true. You did. Hey, you know what? When you, you start talking about something, it reminded me of another movie. Did you watch Antichrist with Willem Dafoe? <sighs> yes. You know what? It's just the one part where he smashes his penis with a hammer. Yeah. And then he comes blood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put... There's another category. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those movies you watch to see if you can get through it. There's no fucking story, right? It's just a fucking... It's a stamina test. Um, yeah, that's exactly. There's another is. movie that was like an honorable mention on my list called a Serbian film. Oh uh, yeah, that's the big one. If you are has. not truly depraved, do not attempt this. But they, yeah, I put Antichrist and a Serbian film like in the same category, except a Serbian film's way longer. And just when you think there's no way it could possibly get more nasty, it gets more nasty. <laughs> Okay, so I want to do story time. Hey! Hey, drunken story time. This is about old Natty Light. Christian, you ever have Natty Light? I mean, you know I went to college, so you know I had Natty Light, bro. I think, I'm pretty sure everybody's been through that that trial. So this story begins with a guy named Joseph Awades. He was a fermentation scientist, and he worked for Rheingold Brewery back in the 70s and 80s. Um, and he would, uh, his curiosity would get the... Uh, would peak and he would ask non-beer drinkers why don't you guys drink beer and a lot of the times the answer was i'd get a beer gut dr awadies figured out a way to remove some of the starch from beer and he would cut carbs and calories um and the the owner of rheingold brewery came out with he enjoyed he, he liked the idea so much they came out with a a beer called gambling's diet beer and this was later dropped just called Gablingers. Um, of course, this beer fell flat on its face. <laughs> it did not survive. Um, and they were actually the people that started with the doesn't fill you up tag, which is kind of cool. So later on, um, the guy that owned Rangel had no problem with them sharing secrets. So Awadies started talking to a Chicago brewery um, called Meister Brow. And he 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 started he 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 showed them the the light process so to speak, and they came out with Meister Brow Light, spelled L I T E. Believe it or not. Hmm. So guess what? Light. Guess what happened to this? It fell on its face. Hey. Guess who bought the brewery? Miller. 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 Miller, who was the third largest brewery in Milwaukee at the time. Sometimes people are rich for a reason. Dude, no. They were behind Pabst and Schlitz at the time. So, Schlitz Malt Liquor? Schmaltz Liquor. Hey. We, we might talk about Schlitz Malt Liquor next Schlitz. week. I'm pretty sure. So anyway, I gotta call you know the story. Five, Miller gets... What are you doing, fucker? Baby, that's all we need. What? <laughs> so Miller, light is born... And it explodes. 
right? Miller Lite explodes. Now, they're not even close to Anheuser-Busch at this time, which is still the king of beers. The juggernaut. They are huge. Like I said, Miller is only third in Milwaukee. They're not even, I think they're like maybe in the top 10 in the United States. That's crazy. So Miller Lite starts exploding in the late 70s, right? And then Budweiser's like, eh, whatever. It's just a fad. Until Miller Lite moves 8 million barrels of Miller Lite in its first year, and Anheuser-Busch goes, oh. Damn. Fuck. We put, put them niggas on notice. Okay, we got to do something. Yep. Now, part of Miller Lite's success was that it used its marketing plan. It used athletes, and it made it like a manly beer. It wasn't a diet beer. They used athletes. Like, uh, I drink this so I can stay in right. super supreme shape. Keep ducking on these niggas, but I'm still getting drunk. Football fairs, Joe Frazier, all these guys were used to market Miller Lite, and it was a huge success. So Anheuser-Busch is like, oh, shit, we got to get a piece. Natural Light was born. Because if you think about it, the guys, the head honchos at Anheuser-Busch were like, well, we're not going to just roll out Budweiser Light and tarnish our king of beers. (laughs) They're not going to do that. So Natural Light came out, and they tried to compete with Miller. And they thought maybe it would work a little bit. Their marketing their marketing was a little bit different. Their marketing strategy was slightly different. And they used comedians instead of athletes. It really didn't dent Miller at all. So then the light beer wars started. And it goes back and forth. And Anheuser-Busch decides that, hey, we, gotta de- we, we have to devise another marketing plan. Let's try what Miller did. And they start poaching athletes. And they even had them sign an affidavit. That they said in a blind taste taste test, natural light tastes better than Miller Light. Capitalism is ruthless. Yes, it is. Fast forward a few years later, AB, Anheuser-Busch, is making no headway. Shit starts getting gritty. Suddenly, Miller and AB are in court, and it's getting nasty. And this goes on for a while, and on for a while. In fact, people at AB that are brewing beer have shirts that say, Miller Killer. <laughs> Easy the snowman. Um, almost overnight, Miller, Miller shoots from eighth in the country to second, right behind Anheuser Busch. It's an incre- incredible overtaking, but never at that point does Anheuser Busch make a dent in the juggernaut that Miller that Miller Light has created. So what do they do? Well, we got to have Plan B, and Natural Light is cast aside and. 1982 rolls around, Bud Light. Bud Light, baby! As we know it today. Um, And poor Natty Light is left all alone in the dark with nothing to do and no one to please until it finds its niche. It's the cheap, less premium beer. It's the entry level. It's the college. Get out and try. It's the one we all grew up on. It is the, we're playing a whole beer pong tournament tonight. Yes. So we're buying Natty Light. That's fucking right. And everybody that grew up had to drink Natural Light at one point. That Yeah, that's a, that's a badass niche to have. Yes. You're a rite of passage. And in 2009, up until that point, since its, since its beginning, Natural Light had zero advertising behind it. But in 2009, if you guys remember... The housing market fucking crashed. It tanked. There was the Great Recession. That's correct. 
So AB had an idea. Let's pander to that. Let's pimp this out. And that the Nattyisms came out. I don't know if you guys remember the Nattyisms of the the late two thousand. The fuck is a Nattyism? Oh man, we're gonna have to look up some Nattyisms. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So anyway. That was the first thing in 30 years where they put any money behind Natural Light's advertising campaign. And I just want to use that as a lesson to kind of segue into our next thing. And that, folks, is that for old Natty Light had a use and a purpose. It just took a little more time to find it, just like the rest of us sometimes. Hey, that is a fucking, um, what's it called? That is an inspirational speech. So the next time you're down, people everywhere. So the next time you're down, you have a use and a purpose. <laughs> just remember Natural Light, the little beer that could. Yes. Did we just compare Natural Light to like Thomas the Train Engine? <laughs> I'm all right with that. That's fine. I'm all right with that. Do you have something to backdoor that, or do you want me to tell this story real quick? Tell your story, Doc. Sometimes, I just want to tell stories. Listen, I. How old am I? I'm 32 now. Yes. I've worked in a wide range of industries. One of those includes the state penal system. That's right. I worked as a prison guard. And I've seen a lot of things. I've seen I've seen men committing suicide. I've seen men excreting cell phones and chargers. And I've seen... Here's what I saw. I hadn't been there very long. I wasn't jaded. There there wasn't a lot that I had seen at this point. You were still untainted. (laughs) I was... Pure. uh, I was in what they call a picket. And that is where you control the doors on a cell block. So I had let a group of gentlemen out into the hallway so they could go eat. And I saw... An awkward-looking white feller who was not going to eat. He was going to get on the transportation bus to go to a hospital. That hospital was in Galveston. I was north of Huntsville. So that's a long ride he was getting on. Um, so I'm watching this gentleman. He's, he's in the hallway, and he's moving in all kinds of weird ways. Like, he's, he's, staying, he's staying in line. He's staying in line. But his body is moving in weird ass ways. And I'm like, I don't understand. What? What? So I see him. He's wiggling, wiggling and wobbling, wiggling and wobbling. And then all of a sudden I see him pick one foot up, takes to the other foot, the other ankle, and he scrapes down. And he does this like three times. Takes that left foot up, puts to the right ankle, scrapes down. He does it about three times. Uh, After about time five... I realized what he's doing. What he had done was wiggle his diaper off, shimmy it down through one pet leg, and then detach it from his foot, and he kicked it. It was just a diaper full of shit. <laughs> he, I don't know what his exact health problems were, but it required him wearing a diaper. He wiggled it off. He wiggled it off while people were watching him, and he just kicked it, and I was I was stunned. I didn't even know what to say. This is your first time. I did, first time seeing a nigga shimmy a diaper off. Yes, <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. He kicked it, and ordinarily I'd be all over that. Like, hey, pick your trash up. I couldn't. 
I couldn't. I was stunned. I was speechless. And then I thought, he's not going to eat. He's going to get on a bus to drive from Huntsville to Galveston with no diaper that he obviously needs. Just sitting in shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, And that was when I was like, you know, I should be working here. That it, it wasn't enough because I you still worked not. there for like four more years. Yeah. But it, yeah, that was that was the first foray into nigga. Why are you working here? Stop I'm it! Impressed. Stop it! Fucker! That's impressive to get your diaper out from un, like to be handcuffed and to get it down like your pant leg. Now listen, he wasn't handcuffed, but he didn't use his hands at all. That's still impressive. It is very. He impressive. might as well have been handcuffed. I don't know how you do that. That's crazy. Hey, so less nasty, but also equally impressive. Um, do you know the capital of Iceland? I think you know that I don't. He doesn't know. How many black people are in Iceland? <laughs> I'm going to go with 2%. That's probably super high, but let's the go. The capital is Reykjavik. Reykjavik, Reykjavik. I think I'm saying that Whatever. right. They'll correct us on Twitter. Anyway. Whatever. The largest NATO military exercise was happening over this past weekend, and some military, uh, United States military, had to make a pit stop in Iceland, Reykjavik to be specific. Um, This is the largest movement since the 1980s as far as any kind of NATO-led movement has happened. So a gaggle of about 7,000 U.S. sailors and Marines were put up or let to run amok as they say, amongst the uh, capital of Iceland. And, of course, sailors, they are kind of known to drink heavily, maybe? Maybe? There might be a stereotype or two about 7, sailors drinking. And, and I, you said Iceland, right? Yeah, Iceland. And I did. Yeah. I, I actually did the math. Um, overnight, our dedicated servicemen increased the population of Iceland's capital by 6%. Yep, that's about what I thought. I'm like, that's way too many people to unleash. Yeah. And decreasing the amount of alcohol available by 300%. Actually, I made that number up, but it sounded pretty good when I wrote this. It feels like what you mean to say is they (laughs) ran the fuck out. Yes. There was emergency beers. Emergency beer. uh, What does Batman have? Emergency. The bat signal. So if the the bars in Iceland had a beer signal, they were all shooting this shit out. I wish I had one. Someone would actually come. Holy Maybe shit. a cool super. We're coming up with that later. Beer yeah, I like that idea. Startup idea. So anyway, uh, several reports from downtown bar- bars in Reykjavik. They're running out of beer because of the U.S. invasion. One of the one of the bar owners was quoted is we had to send people out of the bar to our warehouses to bring back beer as quickly as possible. Other bars ran out of beer altogether. And the Stars and Stripe reported that it was also uh, reported that a local brewery had to send out emergency beer runs to resupply bar, resupply the bars. So I'm just really proud of our servicemen and the good old U.S. of A. and representing us the best way possible. Kind of sounds like the people who are fighting for our freedom are a bunch of fucking alcoholics. Uh, you know, if I got to do that for a living, I'm going to drink a lot, too. I agree. Amen. And you know what I heard? What you heard? The bar owners in Reykjavik said that... Our dedicated servicemen were amongst the most well-behaved uh, patrons they had ever met. So, thanks for not messing anything up. 
I don't actually believe that. I believe they made so much money that night that they forgave <laughs> all the damage that was done. That's, but that's, that's cool, okay. too. That's okay. Capitalism, Capitalism is amazing. Working. It's amazing. Come back next year. Never gonna catch me. <laughs> <laughs> Why, you just switched up the grease up deck on us? Hey, fuck it. We're going with it. We're going to go should I, should I give the listeners the tips for a living? Yes, please. Later, we're going to have a soundboard that, you know, separates this tips from the rest of the shit. But... Right now, tips for a living. Vaccinate your fucking children. Hey, do that shit. Vaccinate them. Don't be like, oh, well, if they're vaccinated, then how do they get sick? First of all, Google herd immunity and then fucking punch yourself in the face because you're an idiot. (laughs) My name is Christian. If you're an anti-vaxxer, we'll never be friends. Now, vaccinate your kids. Just do it. Not vaccinating your kids unless they have some kind of condition that makes that unacceptable is child abuse. Vaccinate your fucking children. I'm done. You got any sick kids or what? What's going on? What, what brought up? I brought don't up? have any sick kids and I don't want to. However, yeah. I have kids with ages that range from seven to one. There are certain vaccines you can't get until you get to a certain age. Ah. So if your asshole six-year-old doesn't have the proper vaccines and interacts with my seven-year-old, my seven-year-old can be vaccinated. But carry that shit on to my one-year-old who can't get that vaccine yet. And then my kid dies because you're like, oh, no, vaccinations are evil. Fuck you. Vaccinate your kids or get the fuck out. I'm done. You know, another guy that we like to have on this show a lot has... A similar opinion. Not so much on vaccines, but more like the HOA. And now, a McAfee Tweet of the Week. Oh, fuck. Hey! Hey. Take a drink. We will take a drink. (sighs) John McAfee. Apparently, I live in a homeowners association. News to me. I put up a $30,000 fence for my dogs, and the association wants me to take it down. So I wrote a letter in response. I understand. Could you please give me the name of the association's lawyer? I see no need for any personal involvement of either of us in this issue. Neighbors are extremely important to me, and I would never wish to offend anyone or dip into the morass of legal affairs. I have always let my lawyers perform the unpleasant tasks, leaving me to be free and to be as pleasant as possible to the world. Whatever outcome the legal systems regurgitates, I will happily abide by I will happily abide by as I am sure the association will as well. I have not met you but would love to. Please at your convenience stop by anytime. Sincerely, John McAfee. What a great way to handle that. That's basically John McAfee saying, hey, listen, white folks, I have way more money than you, so yeah. just, just let me know where your lawyers are, so I'm going to have my lawyers talk to them, and I'm going to win. I, I totally wish that this was an option for me all the time, and maybe it is. I might explore this next it's time. It's not a fucking option for you right now, but yeah, hey, so. we get this podcast kicking, it might be an option for both of us, baby. Hey, see, that's why we need a soundboard, so you don't have to fucking sit over there with your mouth and make air horn sounds. Airhound sounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put on my kraut fucking accent for that. 
That's how serious I was. Yeah, yeah, we're just exterminating people who don't look right right now. Close this shit off. God damn it. Okay. Hey, um, so we didn't win the lottery because we're still doing this fucking podcast. That's correct. You know who wait, else? wait, wait. You mean you wouldn't do it if we won? Oh, no. I think we'd be... <sighs> we'd totally do it, bro. We, but we'd be at, like, Mount Fiji. Yes. We wouldn't be here doing it. Yeah, fuck that. But you know who else tried to win? Who's that? Juju Smith-Schuster. I guess he didn't The wide win. receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was quoted saying he bought 100-plus Mega Millions tickets last week. 100. And as his interview concluded, he said, Man, I tried to win it so we could get Le'Veon back. <laughs> it didn't work. That's our show, folks. Oh, I miss you, Le'Veon, <laughs> You could make Christian's fantasy team so much better, Le'Veon. Only if they traded Le'Veon or James Conner, honestly. Yeah, it won't work now. Like, it do, Nick, if I had both of them starting on different teams, I'm winning the league. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. Uh, Professor Kellogg. Oh, we never explained uh, this. Should we do that real quick before we hang up? I Every, mean, everybody's probably wanting to Let's let the beat ride out real quick. So, so Zach, the producer, I mean, uh, Kellogg, uh, a professor, Professor Kellogg, Professor D- Kellogg, producer Kellogg, aka Zach, aka. He's got this name because we were discussing this in the garage earlier. He'll be like, "Oh hell, fuck yeah, Justin, I'm showing up," and then 30 minutes before <laughs> it's time for him to show up, this thing is like, "Nah, nah, I have to do something else." Uh, my gal's sick. Uh, I, my hemorrhoids are flaring up. Uh, my herpes are really extra terrible today. So I had the, to the put Nick, I had to put ointment on them. The nigga's name is Kellogg because he's a motherfucking cornflake. Yes. he's a flake. We're we gonna tell call you, you all kinds of shit, and that flake. shit won't happen. But I felt like Kellogg was way better. It falls off the tongue better, doesn't it? It does. Kellogg work works. Yeah, way produce a Kellogg. Hey, am I not done? We're going to keep digging into this nigga after this show ends. (laughs) Hey, end the show, motherfucker.